Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Carmela Bell, founder of Lifted Spirit Counseling Services, who helps frustrated adults to identify how they feel and discover what they need so they can walk away from conversations feeling heard and feeling understood. And this is achieved by resolving communication issues, working with anxiety, low self-esteem, boundaries, negative thinking, all that ah, all that dumb stuff that gets in our way. And she also works with couples, giving them the tools and the tactics that they need, as well as the individuals. I love that. Beautiful. Carmela, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. So can you just expand a little bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Yes, well, I am approaching next month, three years in private practice with Lifted Spirit Counseling in Texas. Yeah, nice. Very excited about that. Uh, believe it or not, started in COVID, um, and it's just been going. You know, that was a bad time for us, but it had came with some benefits, so yeah. made it easy to jump into private practice. I help largely people who have communication issues. I am what I call a wordsmith, working 17 years in banking and taking call after call after call. I had a lot of chances to make stuff right and a lot of chances to work with, how do I say that? How do I fix that? How do I? And so now this is what I do with people. And so a lot of the times people have forfeited their voice. They've gotten quiet. They didn't feel heard. They feel largely misunderstood. When I talk, people don't understand me. And so those people usually find me and they're either having problems in their romantic relationship, friendships, family, work. Any one of those can be the case. And we basically start a process to kind of build them from the inside out. And Mm -hmm. we start to look at confidence. We start to look at a lot of these people also have a lot of anxiety, which also includes a lot of negative thinking, poor boundaries. So uh, there's a lot that we work on to kind of build them up. And then we start, I start teaching them how to use their words assertively and say things in a way that feels good to them. And man, they start to soar. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Now with, with your clients, do you find that, yeah, what they're stuck in this cycle what causes what when you identify this is it the the anxiety and the self-doubt and the self-talk that actually fuels the ability to not communicate effectively or is the the lack of communication skills those things that fuel the anxiety what because once you get into this it's hard to know what it is how do you kind of break that down 
It is those two things you just said. They're like this. They literally are like this because what I find is a lot of people come from backgrounds where uh -huh. they were shushed. You can't talk. You can't have feelings. You can't be angry. Or if they did say some things, everything was beat out of you in some way. You know, don't mm -hmm. do it. And then some people were just very fragile and afraid and they yeah. just didn't talk from the beginning. And um, then, and then, and really, that's what I find. Most of the time, whatever their hangups are here in adulthood, it started way back there. Nothing is new. And so they've just been rinsing and repeating the same thing over time. Mm -hmm. So once we get, they get here and we start to talk about and unload, like what's going on? Why are you feeling unheard? Yes. Now in present day, because relationships have been so poor, now mm -hmm. I have anxiety. Now I'm worried. I'm, I always feel like I'm stupid. I feel like people don't think I know what I'm talking about. So I don't say anything. So now because of all those years, that creates anxiety. And because of the anxiety, now I'm comparing myself to other people and I'm thinking negative things. So it's all really in there together. But we usually, it's, it feels like we're just moving from one thing or start at one side or the other side. So let's talk about the pattern interrupt. So what okay. is... Traditionally, what is the oh shit moment when one of these is kind of shattered, where there's actually, whether it's completely shattered, it can happen in an instant with the right question at the right time. Also, it can be like, there's a little, little glimmer of light. I can I can see something through that. This, this may not be true. And in comes the exploration. Can you just talk me through one of those moments that you've seen or whether it's a traditional one that you see like time and time again? What's that like? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of times what I think is interesting is we are going through life doing these things and all these relationships and we just think we're weird. We just think we're crazy. We just think we're the only person who's going through this thing. And when we start going back to, well, okay, so where'd you learn that? Have, is there anybody you've ever seen who did that thing? No. The first thing I, no, no. And then we keep talking. Yeah, well, you know, my mom, she's always trying to, or my dad, he mm. always so that is the biggest connection for most people that I got this from somewhere. You mean largely somebody taught me how to be like this or the thing that they did push me into that. That is the biggest aha moment that, you know, they're not just making it up, that they're not mm. making excuses, that there are real things that happened that created this whole system. So that's usually the biggest thing because nobody expects that to be the case. And caveat that it, it's not me it is not me it is learned it is elsewhere okay we have to insert the forgiveness to yeah most of the time it comes from society family they yeah. got it from somewhere else so there's not yes. like a linear path of blame it's remove yeah. that it's no. oh we can we're, money mindsets where did this come from with our parents what did they say yes. what is that one liner that rings around your head that you find yourself living and breathing by as a person as a business owner same with the communication being able to when were you told you know shut up or no one no one wants to hear that or and it might have been crumbs with this do you find this it might have been with like one moment an innocent comment yes. one and it wasn't even a big thing you may yes. not even be able to remember it but one comment meant that i need to shut up i can't be seen i have no value it doesn't yes. have to be a big traumatic event right you're exactly right. Sometimes we dramatize the thing 
And that also makes us minimize a thing that really is big. We'll say, mm. well, this this big, you know, nobody ever told me I was ugly. Nobody ever told me I was fat. So, you know, that has nothing to do with why I feel so terrible in my body. But did anybody ever tell you were beautiful? Did anybody ever say, man, you have great thighs. Man, you look good in those jeans. Did anybody ever compliment you? Because what I've come to find is a lot of times we either have people who were blatantly negative. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're terrible. Or... They just didn't tell us anything positive. The brain is largely negative and it attracts to the negative information. So if I'm not being given the positive info, I'm automatically yeah. filling in with negative info. And that now, of course, that's not there's never any absolutes. Right. Some people come from great backgrounds with great stuff, but a lot of people don't. Mm. But you know it. So the brain focuses on the negative. Why? Because I need to look at the threats because I've got one job. Keep you alive doesn't focus on the opportunities, doesn't focus on the good stuff. Now, we know the literature says we need at least at least three positive things for every single negative. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. in this world, we are attracted to the negative. We have to see this in terms of threats. So you can be told, hey, you look great a number of times. But that one comment, let's, let's actually bring this into crumbs, the, the word of a business owner. Putting yes. out you know, ads or social media or emails, just that level of communication. To have that, that one comment come back and say, I don't like the way you did that or who are you or whatever it might be. You can have a hundred amazing comments and fans and for that one. That's the one that's going to make you change and pivot yep. or question yep. yourself. Yep. What up with that? It's crazy how we give so much power to the mm. thing that we fear the most. I know people who, you will let me even share. Like when I was a kid, I used to love to sing and we used to all sing together, my aunt and my cousins, and yeah. we would take turns. And one day I'm singing my favorite song. My aunt's like, yeah, sing that song. And then I sang the song and she was like, oh, well, I mean, you, you did, you sang that. That was, you, you sang really hard, but you can't sing crushed well crushed yeah. me went on for years to think oh i can't sing and for years when other people will say oh you sing so beautifully you have such a great voice so no i don't why because one person told me i didn't so mm. i don't have it and clients do it all the time the biggest thing that i ask them is how did your family teach you how to use your words and they're like what what, what did you learn what did you see what did you hear and this is something we never even think about. And they were like, well, I don't know. You know, it was kind of loud. It was kind of mean. Well, it was kind of this. You know, how did you behave back then? I didn't like it. I would be scared. I would be quiet. I would. And largely, we're just reenacting mm. the same stuff over and over and over. So us not working through these triggers, us not going back into our past to get clear. Because the thing that I like that you said early was blame. That's a big thing we talk about. There's This is never about blame or shame. But if we don't identify a thing, we can't fix a thing. Mm. And knowing where the roots are a lot of times can give us motivation for fixing, because if I'm holding on to this way of handling anxiety or worry or what I think about my body and I think, oh, that goes back to my mom and then great grandma and I saw how they did and I didn't like what they, oh, no, oh, I'm letting that go. No, we're not keeping that. And a lot of people will just be like, oh, I'm letting that go because now I see where that comes from and I don't want to own that. So mm. going back into that place, we have to talk about it's not scary. It's not about blaming the parents because if we follow their breadcrumbs, there are some people who were probably far worse who treated them worse. 
And they, by an extension of love, try to treat you better. But if we don't have the tools, we don't have the intervention, what does better really look like? Oh, that is beautiful. The extension of love, bringing that into, I love the way you phrase that. And I want to also bring in a concept of it's everyone, everyone's doing the best they can of what they have. Absolutely. I truly believe that. So if everyone's just doing the best they can, and sometimes they mess up, a lot of times we mess up. Crumbs, our kids, they're going to therapy for something. We can try yeah. and do this, go too far one way, go farther. Eventually it's something, but this is out of your hands. So yes. do the best of what you have and hold yes. everyone else. They did. Maybe, maybe it was mean, but maybe they didn't know any better. Maybe, oh my gosh, they were trying to fuel their own fears. That yes. was it. The aunt that said something to you about your yeah. Your singing. There may be some. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe might be jealousy that comes through. It was their fears, their doubts, their worries, their overwhelms, which was translated into this language, and it had huh, had nothing to do with you. No. However, it was imprinted into you. So. Right, and the, and the thing that I learned about her, she completely loves and supports me. But she's a very process-oriented person. She's very perfectionistic in how she does everything. And in her brain, everything should be done away. And if you don't do it that way, then she's going to give you critique. And mm. that's how her brain works. That's what, how she makes sense in the world. But what does that have to do with me? And do I have to own that? Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward. As you've as you've gone into to your business and you found the area that is that is unique to you, that you love, that you found your passion, that you're good at and actually makes a difference in the world. You're obviously coming into this with your own fears and your own challenges and your own beliefs. It's crazy making how these can continue, but also as you get to a next level, they either show up in a different way or, oh my gosh, these new ones come in that I never knew I had this. What's it been like for you as the business owner to not only help your clients with anxiety and low self-esteem and boundaries and all these communication relationship issues whilst holding space for obviously those that you go through as, as you build a business? What's that like? Man, I don't know if we have enough time for this story, <laughs> but I'm going to chop it down as best I can. And I tell you, it truly goes back to that 17 years that I worked in banking. Mm. It was a real forming, uh, it broke me down and I had to build myself back up because the way that they did business, the way that the rules were set, it taught you not to trust yourself. It taught you to have to run everything by everybody. And if you don't do it just right, you're going to get smacked with some negative consequence. And when I prayed myself into a layoff and I'm building my first business, um, I was like, stuck in my bed so many days so fearful to move because I was yeah. just I didn't trust myself I didn't have any confidence and so I started doing these different programs and jumping on these uh, boot camps and they would help me with my mindset and that's where I learned oh we don't trust ourselves and we got to build our confidence so I fast forward I did that and then once you get into businesses just like you said if you don't build yourself up you are susceptible to all kinds of tragedy Mm. comments will pummel you people who have a different opinion of something or people who just 
you know, I had to fight in my other business. It was about diabetes. I like to help people with their mindset and how they manage that tough uh, diagnosis. But every time I would say I support type two and type one diabetics, they would get on the medical side and I would like feel like I had to fight. And so I went through so much to build my confidence, but it was hard because you are comparing yourself to other people. Other people been out here longer. They have more money. They have bigger teams. What they can pay somebody else to do. I'm like on on YouTube, how do I build a website? Okay, let me spend 20 minutes learning how to do something that really takes two minutes. Mm. It was crazy. So it really drove me bonkers. Um, but if we fast forward to now, um, because of the work that I did in that first business, really building it from the ground up and then that, coming back into therapy, I was out of therapy for like 10 years. And then I decided to come back, talk about major imposter syndrome. I know what I know and I know how to do it. And I've always done it well, but not having been in it a while, I was definitely second guessing, not sure, regardless of what all the people said. Hold and on. So I really, mm -hmm. Did you forget yourself along the way? <laughs> I did completely, completely. I did. I, well, that, I had to rebuild all of it. There, you've said it again. I was just about to say that word, rebuild. We spoke about it with your clients. They're kind of rebuilding. You spoke about it with yourself two minutes ago. It was a rebuild. You just said it again right now. So that every every iteration, it feels like it's a it is a rebuilding knocking down oneself, the stories, the promises, the beliefs that we hold, the patterns, the behaviors, all this stuff, all this dumb shit that we pick up that got us to a certain point. So you now, hmm, let's talk about this, where you are right now, the, the, the traits, everything that helped you get to where you are right now, those things, what is it? What one or two things got you to where you are today that you need to release so that you can get to that next level? There's a question. I, I hate that you asked this question because I was just, I just had a whole thought process about this. Um, but what is it that I, I just said it to somebody else that I need to release? Because I needed to release the little piece of the lack of confidence that I would be received. You know, I, how like getting on the internet again in this business had been very nerve wracking for me because I'm mm. like, but this time I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about some very, you know, different topics and how will people receive that? Because really and truly, when I work with my couples, I don't play with them. I'm not playing games. If you tell me y'all love each other and y'all want this to work, then I expect you to mean it. And I'm bringing the heat put your money where your mouth is. And I feel like this energy that I want to bring is like <gasps> polarizing and people, you know, I was like, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? And that was the, this is the most recent thing I have had to just let it go. Because what I know is I'm not for everybody, but I am for some people and the people who I'm for, they love me and they need me mm. and I got to do it. So what is it you just stated? It's the polarization, is the letting go. Why is that so tough? Where is that within you? Do you know I've been fighting that for years and I could feel it in my body from the top of my head all the way down to where now it was just feeling like a little 
ankle, uh, like a handcuff around my ankle. Like it has literally come down. But I think it's just it's just us holding on to fear and uh, limiting beliefs, you know, cognitive distortions that, oh, well, people won't maybe they won't like you or maybe you won't know enough or maybe we put all these barriers that like, did I ever say I was going to know all the things and all the land that anybody could ever know? No, mm -hmm. I said, I know what I know. Yeah, this because you, you just took us on a journey there. It's how you're going to be received into this within social media, within this is a one, it's only one area, but it's how you're able to reach, make, build relationships, build that no like and trust factor. That no your like and trust. Yes. To hold that is, but how will I be received? Um, we were chatting offline about, about business and the, the word niche came in. Oh, we're always told by the gurus, you've got to niche down. Well, yes. do you? Let's talk about this. What's the right thing for you? And your aspect was, yeah, I, I know, I know I need to reduce down. But with that becomes, there's risk, there's loss, there's shit, there's all these people that I could help that now I'm not going to be able to. We are, and this is all, the, these are all the internal games before we get out there. So to yes. hold space for that and let go, ah, it's, there's a lot of pressure there. So in this arena, with the letting go, with the polarization, that you still have that handcuff, you still find that there is an energetic cord that is still holding it. What makes it so hard? What is what is the what is the risk that you're trying? What are you trying to avoid? There's a better question. That's and, right, exactly. Well, that's the I'm telling you, this is the million dollar question, God. If you if you if I could tell you that, I already have the money, but. Um, what I've come down to is it really is just the negative lies, the fear of yeah. just being my full unapologetic self. You either love it or you hate it. You know, this is what it is. It's coming with good intention and lots of love, mm. but it's just, it's really just, um, and me accepting me. I think it's less about people accepting me. Yeah. And it's more about me accepting me just in, in as I expose myself in a different way. Because as a kid, we used to do these Easter programs every year at church. And every year they would force me to do it. And every year I would fail and I would end with me laughing, then crying, then in tears. And it just seems like that has continued year after year. I've gone through things and I've been able to talk in front of people. Once I'm doing it, I'm okay. But that part between not doing it and doing it oh my gosh trauma so yeah. I've done a lot of work to just you know get rid of that stuff reframe that stuff but you know it's still just a, a little piece left so even to this day I'm still pushing through a hair of it but I'm pushing nonetheless yeah and there's that butt again <laughs> it's always there huh that darn it gosh darn it we were talking about this offline we've been talking about this all week with with our with our coaching clients this yeah qualifying the qualifying mm. words we can make this statement mix with a yeah i know i need you know niching is the best way it's so hard to lose people but but i i know it's the right thing to do mm. that but in there just told yourself that there's a problem but it's all right i know the answer let's move on we yeah. haven't given this room to breathe. Yeah. We've suppressed it. We brought it down. But mm. we, we harp on about this because it's it's innocent. And it comes from yeah. our place. And as coaches and consultants and agency owners that help other people with this particular thing, it's 
maybe that's that knowing too much. You know the concepts, you know the principles. So, oh, I know I shouldn't say that word. Hold on. Maybe you should say that word because we know the law of attraction and what you manifest, but sometimes you need to bring this out. So where, where with your butts and your qualification, qualifying statements, where potentially, I know it's a new concept and it's fresh for you, so this is going to be fun. Where do you find you're standing in your own way in this, in this area? Well, I think it's, it, I think butts feel comfortable. I think they feel Hold comfortable. On. I've got that t-shirt somewhere. Butts feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like you say the thing and in you and you're like you say it's qualified, but just saying the thing was enough. But yeah. why are we scared to own it at that level? Why do I have to work all the way around this circle to attach this butt that makes it feel safe and then mm. say, okay, so yeah, I think I can do it. Cause I guess you're still trying to talk yourself into it. I think it's or more, I'm trying to talk myself into it. Maybe that's it. <clears throat> you're trying potentially to get this, that dopamine. You're trying to get that mm. thing. It's, it's like a saying a yes without saying yes. It's <laughs> right. saying yes to something without that. putting your money down. It's yes. your coaching clients. You must know them. Those ones that, okay, yeah, let, let's have a conversation. Yes, we want to do this, but not quite now. But they walk away feeling like they've done something. Well, you've done shit until you actually step into it. And you're blunt enough to say that, which is a gift. It is an absolute blessing. Where, again, turn it back to us. Where? Yes. Where are we all? doing this, getting this dopamine, getting the, the feeling of the yes without going forward. And what does that actually do to our business? Mm. There's a question. Well, if you, I mean, if you don't go for it, obviously you're stagnant, right? And ways that I have kind of, I've found myself like, it's been a journey going from employee to CEO to maybe I just want to be an employee today to no, you got to be the CEO. Like, you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting challenge, mm. but you, you got to own this stuff. You, you got to own it. And I think I lost my point, but I'll come back to it. So whenever it comes up, I'll give it back to you. But that has been a big part of it is you get, oh, you get stuck. And so I can hide behind my calendar and just work, 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 and don't invest time that I need to, to plan other streams of income, to plan mm. other things that I need to do because I'm just being the worker bee in my own business. And so that's definitely one thing that has happened over time. Yeah. So that, that CEO feeling, but it's really, it's the solopreneur traits that are coming through. It is the with, you're not into that true CEO status yet. You're in between identities. You're in between selves, just like your clients. They're in between yes. what they want to be, who they want to be, how they want to be perceived in the world. So yes. once you get to that next level identity, once you embrace the true CEO rather than the potentially the, the, the sort of people pleasing, over delivering, undercharging, losing work life balance, perfectionism that comes with being a solopreneur, to break those chains, oh. some you may have done already. Some, yes. you, there'll be a butt in there somewhere, a comfortable butt. That next iteration for you, as you help your clients through these transitions and you're going through your own transition, how do you 
guide and manage yourself to with all this energy because that's a lot yes so it is important to me that i talk the talk walk the walk practice what i preach and teach and so for me um most days of the week i'm getting up and i'm going to do my workout because if i'm going to sit here and do eight or ten hours of therapy i will give to myself first I engage in lots and lots of positive content, and that's uh, via affirmations, guided meditations, motivational videos, books. I encourage every single one of my clients to create a motivational and inspirational music playlist. And uh, podcasts also are included. As long as the podcasts are based on some of the things that we're trying to work and fix, then, you know, then that is positive content. But if it's just an entertainment, then I'm like, nah, we're not doing that. So I engage in a lot of that. I also have my own Mm -hmm. therapist. I see her every two weeks and she's amazing. So, and, but when it comes to also, work life. I have two kids, so 16 and a 15, they're going to, well, they'll be 17 and 15 this, in this month and next. And so when you talked about that balance, like I've had to shift my schedule to where I can't do super late sessions anymore. Cause I got to run behind some teenagers mm-hmm. and that's important to me. So yeah, <laughs> you know, so like, and you know, improving my food in the way I eat, improving the way I I protect my sleep like and then on the weekends because I work from home um, scheduling time to meet with the people that I love. It's uh, once Mm -hmm. I started doing all this, I have been making it through my year a lot better because first Mm -hmm. year come November, December, I was burnt. The second year I was good in November, just slowed down a little in December, but I am perfecting it day by day. But I practice what I preach for my clients. Love that. Perfect. One as we end this, this is the episode of, of Butts. You dropped in another little one just in there. Oh, Not the yeah. last one. what was it? Where was yeah. it? Okay, you ready for this? So you were yeah. talking about your um, what you've been doing, the, the clients doing the podcast, doing the right things, making your practice, doing your routines. Absolutely. But I have kids. So mm. there is that balance. If mm. we can shift that mm. feeling towards that, it's not a but I have kids. It's and, ooh, Right. If we can, rem- if there's a, ever a but, stop, pause, leave it that. That has yeah. enough statement on its own. But to replace yeah. a but with an and, yeah. Now, you do all these things, have, get the right podcast routines, and I have children, so it's more important. I mean, it's, there is an upward trajectory rather than a yeah. but I have kids, so it's oh, you, there is that, and it can be the same statement afterwards. But the flavor, the energy. Is slightly different. Yeah, that could be. It's, it's it's just it's a couple of percent, but yeah. oh my gosh, the difference that that can make is, ooh, huge. I love it. Well, it is a. It, you're exactly right that this is a concept I teach, but we never we never talk about butts, and maybe because they're always in such a lower, you know, different place, and so I'm looking forward to paying attention to all my butts now. So. <laughs> So I can, you know, make those adjustments because I totally, I I talk to my clients as in, so like when you're telling me something, I did all these things and I was in my positive content and I got up and I went to the gym three times this week. I said, we just grew this beautiful tree with all these leaves. And you said, but I know I still have a long way to go. I was like, we just chopped down the tree. 
We just, I said, we just, I said, we know the goalpost is out there, but we don't need to look at that every five minutes. We just don't need to know that we're, we're, where we're not where mm -hmm. we were yesterday. So this is what I did today and it stands. So I love what, how you're taking this, helping me take this to a whole other level because I never pay attention to the butts. Love, love, love Except this. Except for my I, butt. You know, I pay attention to mine every time I pass up here. <laughs> I love that. Look, Carmela, thank you so, so much for, for sharing your business, how you help people, but also behind the scenes and going deep yes. and, and sharing so openly. This is fascinating and it's always so beautiful. So thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate getting a chance to kind of meet you guys. I love your podcast, love how you're helping people. And I appreciate you taking interest in me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so, so welcome. And look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? They can find me on uh, Lifted Spirit Counseling at on Instagram or Facebook. And if they're looking for therapy there in Texas, you can find me on Psychology Today. Mm, lovely. Super stuff. Well, Carmela, thank you so, so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.